Hello everyone, I'm Joel Van Hoogen, and this is The Bread of Life. This program is brought to you by Church Partnership Evangelism. To learn more about our reach around the world, go to traincpe.org. And to learn about our mission fellowship in Boise, Idaho, go to breadoflifeboise.org. We begin our study today by reading Psalm 8. It's a song of the young David glorifying God after having defeated Goliath. And in it, he is lost in wonder. Wonder in praise of God's prevailing power. Wonder at God's victory through a child's faith. Wonder at God's great exaltation of human beings above his creation. Let's read it together. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you're mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. This is the song of a young David, but listen and learn today how a child's song can become the song of old men and old women too. David will now exult in the fact that God has wonderfully expressed, if he felt like a stammering baby before the giant, when he used to sit under the stars, he felt like a speck of nothing. And yet, under those stars, he realizes this one who seems as though he is nothing has been made. And the word here is not a little lower than the angels. That translation came a little bit later on when the Jews were uncomfortable with it and they translated a little lower than the angels. But David is quoting Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. There it says, God said, the word there is Elohim said, let us make man in our own image and let us give him dominion over the beast of the field and over the birds of the air and over the fish that swim through the sea. That's what you'll see in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And David is quoting that in his song. You have made man a little lower than, and the word there in the Greek is Elohim, God. And you've given him dominion this speck before the universe has been given dominion over all these things. And David is seeing it in his role as a shepherd and in this victory over the giant. And he says, you have made us this way. Now that happened in the garden. And dominion was given to us. And we fell in sin. So we still have dominion, but now we must exercise it with a gun in our hand most of the time. And it's not so efficient. And it's broken and we're fallen. But David says, you have made him a little lower than the angels. That's historical past. And he says, and you crown him. You continue to crown him with majesty or honor. Even though man has fallen, God still sets expressions of his own divine dominion upon his said, made in his image. The writers of the New Testament will come along and they're going to change it. They will take the writings of the Septuagint where the Jews had changed it and left it as not God but angels and they'll accept that because it helps them make a point. David was speaking of how God has exalted a speck before the universe to have such dominion. 
the writers of the New Testament take it to say and speak of Jesus Christ, who is the fulfillment of all these things, and say, now, the psalmist wrote of the exaltation of man, let me tell you of the humiliation of God. God came and made himself a little lower than the angels and became a man. But God has exalted him and given him dominion as a man to rule over all things. And David sees he's not the fulfillment of these things. Jesus is. Here's the real question. We come to the end, and I hope I can draw this together. God's name is certainly to be exalted, but the question is, could David sing this song after he'd grown up? People say this couldn't have been written by David when he was an old man. It had to have been written when he was young to commemorate his defeat of Goliath. And the question is, could David have sung this song after he grew up because the tone of his psalms change through the years? His life will move from the idealism of youth and he'll bring in the laments of the failures that mount in his life and lament for the lost or the challenge of childlike trust that was tested again and again without always an answer. He'll lament those enemies that turned against him and betrayed him. He will lament his own betrayal of himself in sin. David will at times feel so forsaken that he will speak not as this glorious person who has dominion over the animals, but he will speak and reference himself as an animal who has fallen into the pit. Can the older David sing the song of the young David? Here's a question, can you? Think about where your life has been and what you dreamed to be as a young child. Think about the days when you used to rush through the fields and play and defeat all of the armies before you and vanquish every foe and when you rose to great positions of stardom and honor and it was all play. Can you sing those songs now? Can you sing the song of David's defeat of Goliath at this point in time? Well, you can't, and David could not, if you simply look to yourself. History doesn't bear out well upon all of your dreams just yet. But you can if you understand that all those dreams of dominion have been met in the Lord Jesus Christ who himself became as a child and who delighted as a child to be about his father's business and grew in wisdom and stature and never lost his simple childlike faith in his father but was always with him always delighting to do His will, even expressing dominion over creation. It was Jesus who came along to His disciples and twice on two different occasions said, after they had failed to catch any fish all night long, why don't you throw your nets in one more time? And down went their nets and before they knew it, packed full of fish. It was the Lord Jesus right after He was baptized that went into temptation and we're told by Mark that during those 40 days of temptation that he was with the wild beast. Not a good place to be. But nothing touched him. He was unharmed among those wild beasts because as the perfect man, he held complete dominion over them. It was the Lord Jesus who, faced with a temple tax, told Peter to go and throw a line into the water and the sea and draw out a fish. And when they did, when he drew out the fish, inside the mouth of the fish was the coin that was needed to pay the temple tax. Dominion? Yes, over earth. But when the authors of the New Testament write of Christ, they say that His dominion will extend beyond rule over fowl and beast of the field and over the fish and over the birds of the air, this promised dominion that He will have because of His utter perfection will extend over all things. Go to Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5-9. through nine. It is to Jesus Christ that all dominion has ultimately been given. 
The writers of the New Testament say, although he gave expression to dominion in his life, the full promise and fulfillment of everything that David was writing about, because David didn't know that he was writing about more than he thought. More was in this. God was saying something by the Spirit. It's yet to come. Verse 5 of Hebrews chapter 2, He has not put the world to come, of which we speak in subjection to angels, but one testified in a certain place, saying, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, and have set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him. Now the author speaking of Christ. He left nothing that was not put under him. But now we do not see all things yet put under him. But we do see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. There's humiliation. Crowned now with glory and honor that he may, by the grace of God, taste death for everyone. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 25 and 26 goes on to elucidate what's being said here by the author of Hebrews. Paul writes this, referencing again this passage in Psalm chapter 8. Speaking of Jesus Christ, he said, He must reign until he puts all things under his feet, and the last enemy to be destroyed is death. It's not under his feet yet completely. The last enemy to completely liquidate and destroy it is death. Philippians chapter 2 tells us of the day when he will reign in this way. It tells us of the day when everything in heaven and on earth and under the earth will bow down and proclaim the glory of God and claim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. There is absolute and complete dominion and it's still to come. Now, One of the reasons you think that you can't dream the dreams of childhood is you think that life has proved you not good for those dreams. But the dreams of childhood were not meant for the 40, 50, 60, 70 years hence of your life. The dreams of childhood you had were echoes of the dominion God has yet in store for you. And you will be the little children playing in the streets of the New Jerusalem and laughing away and dreaming away. Those dreams of childhood, the song of the lad David, is not taken away in old age. It's retrieved. It's retrieved because the fulfillment, the dream still lies ahead of us. So we look and we see all the challenges in our world today and we lament that we're not great enough to solve them and if we assemble all together and we battle to somehow come up with a vote to turn the tide that may not be going in the right direction in our country or if we somehow can muster the strength to turn the tide in the relationships in our home and we find that we're not good for it and we become disillusioned. Oh, listen. The answer for every victory still comes in the song of faith of little children that believe the best is yet to come. And God has an answer for us. And so we cling to Him through all the years with a robust hope that He has all the answers for us and that we shall again reign under Christ's full dominion and sing of His prevailing majestic victory and with Him rule as princes with our God. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Application for ourselves in the moment, Lord, what would it be? I think it would be 
not to trust in our ability to work our way through the intrigues of the current age. Somehow to rest by our skills and answer for our challenges and problems. It would be to retrieve once again the wisdom, the pure and innocent and hopeful wisdom found in the child's dreams and faith and trust that you are the king and you have an answer and we will hold to you. God, we should pray that the leaders of our nation would in this way be more childlike. Less calculating the maneuvering and the machination of political strategies more considering purely the Word of God, His faithfulness to that Word, and their need to be in submission to Him. For ourselves, O oh God, in every situation, before the failures of our life, before the failings of our age, before the challenges and before the assaults, help us to find the little boy and the little girl's praise. Praise of victory and exaltation and the prevailing excellency of our God, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Thank you for being with me today. How hopeful is the future of all those who trust in our Lord Jesus and wait for His salvation. This has been the Bread of Life. You can follow the links for copies of this broadcast at breadoflifeboise.org. You may also learn more about the work of Church Partnership Evangelism and its missionaries at traincpe.org. Your prayers and support are a blessing to this work. Until the next time, the table is set. God bless you.